Hello and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. <laughs> Lee. There was a bit of a, bit of a delay there. I thought, I thought you'd forgotten to come, come with us to the recording this week. <laughs> uh, back after a week off and back on schedule again. Really sorry about that. Um, about being me- a little bit messy over the last few weeks, but uh, real life and work kind of got in the way. But that project I was working on is now finished, and uh, I think I've got Monday nights free again. Yay. So we missed an entire... At least this week. So we missed an entire race last race review last week, so Sean's going to sum up Portugal very quickly. Yeah, it was Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, and some loose grids, and I think that was about it. And Carlos Sainz led. Oh, he did? I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, Sainz and, led the race for a little bit. And Kimi was involved at the start. Yeah, nine places on the first something lap like or something. Like, it's, it's a long time ago, and we've all slept. I, I think it held my attention at the time. But I don't really remember a great deal more. Yeah, that'll do. Right. I am the same. Yeah. Imola then. Imola was better than Portimao for me, I think. Oh, I don't know. It It might just be that it was more recent. uh, (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's what it is. It was more recent. I think uh, Lewis Hamilton was almost correct when he said it was going to be a boring race and hardly any overtaking would happen. Um. Uh, after the first corner, it'd be pretty processional, I think, with the words that he used. Well, he so, was- thank you for listening, Lewis. He wasn't wrong. Mm. Danny Kvyat with some good overtakes, though. There were a few. Ricardo, I think, did a there couple. There were a few overtakes. Yeah, smattering. Oh, some, some of them, not even under That's- DRS. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some people say that um, it wasn't really yeah, the. Oh, get your words out, Christopher. <laughs> the cars didn't do the circuit the justice um, that it deserved because the circuit's a lot better than that. It's just these Formula One cars that are really difficult to to follow each other with made it made the circuit look worse than it actually is. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I should go back there in 2022 once they fix the cars. I'm up for that. Yeah, I wouldn't be against it with cars that can follow. I mean, it, it only took Lewis about five laps to say that you can't follow around here yeah something like that but he was saying that uh, you know beforehand anyway you know after qualifying he pretty much said that didn't he mm. what do we think to the uh to the experimental two-day format i mean obviously they had they had to run it as a two-day weekend for practicalities because they couldn't get there from portugal and set up on the thursday it didn't seem to make any difference did it no. you know, to drivers yeah, um, every no. no. I mean, simulator technology now. You can you can learn a circuit when you've never even been on the same continent as it. And yeah, it was it worked, but I mean, we kind of forced into the two day format at Nurburgring, weren't they? So we had a taster of it already. Yeah, that but, is, that is true. But having the one ninety minute session and then uh, you know straight into quali, it just sort of. There were there were no sort of like surprises, were there? Let's be honest. No, nobody no. was surprised at, at what happened. I think Racing Point were the big surprise in qualifying, weren't they? Because they both both went out in Q two, which I think was a bit of a oh, what's happened there? Um, but otherwise, yeah. Uh, it seemed to affect Stroll badly. Mm. You know, because he he was back to doesn't deserve to be on the grid. Stroll, 
this weekend. Very true. Yeah. Do we need to? Should we, should we say it now about that? We've, we've all seen a video of Stroll going full pelt past the marshals. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, at Imola, where we don't really need any more sort of bad memories of you know to happen for the first time in fourteen years. Could we not have any incidents, please? Was um, that before? Had he already hit a crew member by that point? I think the marshals was before the crew member. I think. <laughs> oh right, so he was just getting his eye in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, because he blamed the brakes for being cold, didn't he? When, when well, no he one else the, nearly run over there, Jack man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I missed that because uh, it was under the safety car. I had to um, I had to take a very quick comfort break. Yes, dizzy pits under the safety car. We found Are you a Formula One driver now, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Paul's comfort break. It was dizzy doing a big stinky shit in the middle of the race. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she she decided to pit under the safety car. I've killed that one. <laughs> yeah. Well. No, no, it was just yeah, cats stink. Mm. Most of the time, <laughs> yeah. I try to ignore my cat when she when she does anything like that. It's hard the, to ignore uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame my old laptop um, died with the outtake of you complaining about Lee's cat at the start of one show. That was in the same room though. That was like like feet away. From, <laughs> from what, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're right about Stroll. It was um, oh god, what's he what's he doing there? And the thing is, he he approached the unlapped cars. Sorry, lapped cars were told that they could overtake, weren't they, for for the marshals? And then uh, sorry, not for the marshals, for under the safety car. Mm-hmm. When they came speeding past the marshals, Raikkonen slowed down because he saw there were double waved yellows, clearly indicating another incident. Whereas Stroll did not. And somebody on Twitter has done the time deltas, and Raikkonen slowed by seven seconds. Lance Stroll was only one second slower than his fastest sector through that through that sector. Wow! It's like, does he think if he's told he can unlap himself and rejoin the back of the train, does he think that then the double wave yellow doesn't apply? Because it does. <laughs> his radio message from his engineer told him to catch the back of the pack up as soon as possible. So he wasn't told about it on his radio, but he did come across uh he did come across those um the double, double waved yellows that's the thing possible includes factoring in the double waved yellow it doesn't mean yeah, yeah ignore yeah. <laughs> yeah he's not grown up too much has he uh right should we go from uh, go from the back we can do yeah right we'll start the traditional way start with red bull they strangely were the worst team of the race. Yeah, it all imploded very quickly for them, didn't it? Like it was fine. Verstappen had got past Bottas, seemed to be going quite well. Albon was yeah, a bit down the order, about, about six. Was yeah, it was in a solid points place, and then in the space of a lap or two, nah. In fact, it was the safety car, wasn't yeah. it? Because it was Verstappen who brought out the safety car and Albon spun at the restart. Mm. I mean, the, what happened to Verstappen was yeah. just, just pure bad luck. Any Anyone can blow a tyre. Yeah. Yeah, he was racing really well, you know, given that Bottas was carrying what looks like a piece of Ferrari. Uh, I, I don't know I, if anyone's seen that. I think that. they have officially blamed Ferrari. Oh, they, they did on Twitter pretty yeah. much straight after the race. Apparently, Mercedes didn't believe Bottas at first. 
and then the sort of the damage at the massive bright red bit of carbon fiber stuck in his car. Yeah, then then the sort of the uh, then the sort of the bit of Ferrari wing in the pit stop, and uh, it's like, oh right, yeah, that'd do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he not say afterwards that oh, yeah. this is getting a little bit ahead? Um, but he said he saw it and then just drove straight at it for no apparent reason. <laughs> like he saw it and thought, oh, I better not hit that, and then hit it. Has he been taking yeah, one stroll yeah. lessons? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Verstappen did, having a having a good one. I mean, he, he was looking he was looking racy at first, mm-hmm. but Albon. Um, I was convinced him and Kvyat were going to end in the gravel because they just they just seemed to be on the track, very close to each other, very racy. I just thought, nah, that's but not going to sh- end well. Should they have been that close to each other? No, absolutely not. I mean, Kiv- yeah, Kvyat. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, Kvyat. This is the first time since Mexico last year that Kvyat has made it through to Q3. So yeah, he he had no particular business being up there with a Red Bull, but yeah, for some reason. Yeah. For some reason, he was, and mm. then that restart. Yeah. Um, move of the day from Sainz avoiding him. It yes, it was Sainz who avoided him. Yeah, yeah, because he looked like he was going to go right and then suddenly realised that album mm-hmm. was going around. I thought Sainz had hit him at first. I think he yeah, thought Sainz had hit him. He said afterwards he thought he'd been tagged, and he definitely wasn't. No, he wasn't tagged. He, he, he just put, put his... Um, I think he'd just been passed, hadn't he? It looked like he put his foot down. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, To be honest with you, it's a really rookie mistake to, to stamp on the throttle just as you've been overtaken because you're almost certainly going to spin. And that's exactly what happened. Um... This this has to be it for album now, doesn't it? It's very difficult to see. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, I think so. He was told, wasn't he, before Portugal what he needed to do, and in both races he has not done it. Uh, he has not performed as Red Bull would want him to. So, you know, it's, it's a it's a quick and harsh environment in that team, and it looks like he's probably going to lose his seat. I think he's been given, yo. Know, He's been given quite the the time, really, considering what we've seen from Red Bull in the past. In, in yeah, I mean, compared to Gasly, yeah. In in some ways, he has, but um, it's happened at a time when I think Marco is now prepared to look outside the Red Bull program for drivers because there are two perfectly capable and. Even on a bad day, on a bad day, better than Albon on a bad day, drivers that are going to be available in Perez and Hulk mm-hmm. next season. Mm. And if you know, if this had been the Red Bull of three years ago, well, they'd have got Brandon Hartley in. I think that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> when they binned off Kvyat, it was because Verstappen was doing well. When they got rid of Gasly, it was because Albon was doing very well. And actually. Gasly, you might argue Gasly would deserve a chance, but they've kind of had a look at him and didn't really seem too keen Kivy at the same, so they didn't really have someone well, ready the, to just drop in. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of talk on um, on Saturday. Uh, Christian Horner said, you know, Pierre Gasly was never going to be part of our plans for next season, mm-hmm. and we've discussed it with him. And Gasly came back and said they haven't. <laughs> Maybe they've discussed it with his manager and his manager didn't pass on the message. Do you think, um, was it Patrick O'Ward? Do you think him not working out has kind of put a bit of a hole in Red Bull? Possible. 
Yeah, because he because they were they they were very much talking about him going directly into Red Bull at one point, weren't they? And bypassing yeah, because because he, he went and did I think he went and did Super Formula, did kind of averagey there. They put him in for a couple of F two rounds. Was it? I lost track. Was it towards the back end of last year or the year before? It I've was kind of lost the, count. It was the, I think it was the year before, and he was just useless. Mm. It's like if you can't do if you can't do F2, he can't do F1. So, see ya. So they gave him to McLaren. This is true. <laughs> Cause they've, got, they've still got him in IndyCar for They ne- have. They've retained him for next year. year, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I'd, I thought I'd seen it, but I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't it's it's done all right sure. in IndyCar. Yeah. Nothing, nothing sort of super... Like, oh my God, look at that. But he's fine. Mm. But yeah, I think um, with, with the being nobody there because... You know, Gasly's not going to go back. Kvyat um, was it, only ever filling a spot, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he, I think he's completely done within the organisation again. I think he's done with for, for for Formula One in 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 general, isn't he? Yeah, I think he was he was lucky to get his second go because he, he you know he, he was one of the people he didn't really deserve a second go. To be honest, you know, it's if we if we'd never seen Daniel Kvyat again in the Formula One car. Formula One would have been no less rich. Only because he doesn't have yeah. Russian backing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be the only time I think we'd ever see Danny Kvyat back in Formula One. And, you know, he was chewed up and spit out by the by the Red Bull programme, but at the same time, he probably deserved to be. Oh, I mean, when, when, he got, yeah. when he got demoted from Red Bull, he was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um... Struggled the following season with Toro Rosso, and you know why? Why not take a punt on Brendan Hartley and bringing Pierre Gasly up because you know they were they were there and they were available. Mm-hmm. But it was it was the whole sort of you know science joining Renault and everything everything just going all over the place. Yeah, four drivers in two weekends or whatever it was. It yeah, was a I, bit of a musical. Musical chairs. I mean, just think, Brandon Hartley's got Jolie and Palmer to thank. Wow, what a rich talent of... <laughs> uh, yes. A lot of experience in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, shit weekend for Red Bull. Um, also, shit weekend for Haas. We're replacing both drivers. Yeah, we, have we really spoken about Max Verstappen? He, he was... He was we've talked spoke about his retirement I mean, he did really mm. well to get up into second place yeah and it, he's is he carrying the team or is that car good enough to sort of fight a mercedes when it's a little bit wounded i think he's out driving the car mm. um it can, it can fight a mercedes at 80 percent now but it can't fight lewis hamilton in a mercedes when the car's running perfectly because as we've seen countless times yeah, this season, well, even... as we've seen countless times this season, that combination is unbeatable. And, yes, you know, I, I think second was second was definitely where he should have been. You know, he was he was there on he was there on merit, he was there on performance. That is that is the best that this year's Red Bull, the Honda engine, and Max Verstappen can do when Lewis Hamilton's leading a race in a completely undamaged car with tyres that are working. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, no no slur on Verstappen whatsoever. You know, he's, he's got the talent to put that car there. Um, other drivers may not have. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know how much of, of Red Bull is Albon being poor, making him look poorer, uh, when uh, Max Verstappen is actually a lot higher up, maybe, than the car deserves. I don't know. Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, that's, that's... It's, still, it's still a Red Bull, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's still the second best car on the grid, probably. I mean, that's that's the thing. Now we've got th- we've got three tiers of F one. There's Mercedes, Red Bull, everyone else. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, uh, it you it you know for... up to up to last year and all the cheating, it was the top three teams and everyone else. Now Ferrari have fallen away. Yeah, but... Mercedes have developed even further. Uh, Red Bull haven't moved on as much as Mercedes have. And that's fair to say. Well, they've probably moved on about the same amount, but with with the gap already being there, the gap's roughly the same. But I think I think it's it's more pronounced now because there's only one team in in the in the second tier, whereas it was. Red Bull fighting. Oh, right, yeah. Red, Bull, Red Bull yeah. fighting with Ferrari last year. Yeah, yeah. Now, Fer- yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, now Ferrari are, in fairness, a mid-grid team battling with Toro, not Toro Rosso, Alfa Tori. Yeah. Um, Depending qual- on which driver you speak to, really, isn't it? Quality. Uh, yeah, quality. Sebastian Vettel appears to have checked out, but I mean, we're not talking Ferrari just yet, but. Mm. Qualifying behind the Williams and doing battle with um, Racing Point and AlphaTauri in yeah, the race. Well, in, in the championship, they are pretty much neck and neck with AlphaTauri. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I think it's that the second or third time now in a row that Russell out qualified Vettel. Yeah, that would sound about right. Yeah, at least second, if not more. Um, so yeah, I think that I think that's why that's why the gap's more pronounced because there's there's less of a battle for that second best car. Because we know it, we know it's the Red Bull. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, if we had a Ferrari that was on form, you know, you could probably have Leclerc and Verstappen battling it like we saw in Austria last year. Yeah, and that's that's just not there this year because Ferrari cheated. They did. <laughs> they did. But so yeah, so very poor uh, result for Red Bull, and also mathematically now not possible for them to win any either championship. Yes, that it finished everything off, didn't it? Jesus. Yeah, totally. Uh, right then, Haas. Um K Mag DNF Grosjean fourteenth. Headache time. Yes. Yeah. So he had a problem uh with his gearbox, which meant every time he shifted his head was basically getting sort of snapped back and just after fifty odd laps Gave up. Grosjean wasn't changing gears. He was just pootling round at the back. But not on the track, because he got a time penalty. Oh, yeah, he got that five seconds, didn't he? He, he actually... Yeah. He actually crossed, crossed <laughs> the line. The race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he crossed the line ahead of Stroll and then uh, instantly got demoted. Although Albon was that far back that Grosjean's penalty didn't affect him, even after five laps. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I'm really interested if Haas can pick themselves up with a couple of different drivers. Well, it looks like it's going to be Schumacher and Mazepin next year. Mm, that's the, the where the, the smart betting is. 
Now, that's interesting because I don't think Haas are a team that could take on two rookies and think that everything would be fine. You know, they're not, I don't think they're comfortable enough in their car to know that if they take on two rookies that they're going to get the feedback that they need in order to develop it properly. I agree. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, that was that was the thing last year because... They spent the entire 29 season not knowing how the car worked and how to get the best out of it when they've got two experienced drivers in there. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, yeah. and, it's, and it's something that Reese said when he was on the show, the amount of feedback that Grosjean gives is um, is absolutely massive. Yeah, you would have thought with the likes of a Hulkenberg and a Perez being available, even if they want money, Perez, Perez has money, you would assume the experience, any sort of, deficit to however much Mazepin is bringing you would think would offset yeah but yeah it just um, it just it just seems like they're shooting themselves in the foot again I a wonder little if, yeah I wonder if they'll if they keep uh, like Grosjean on as a reserve driver or something I wonder if he'd be interested in that role yeah. Like test and reserve or like a development driver or something. Yeah, especially with the because as we go into next next year, where the you know it's we've seen it so far where any driver can like have to miss a Grand Prix because of a positive test. You know, hmm. uh, I think the teams going into twenty twenty one are really going to have to start thinking more about who their reserve driver is. We've seen um, with Ericsson as well, with Sauber, haven't we, that he has carried on being associated with team, but has still been able to go out and do full-time racing elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, well, it's the same with uh, Soma Kubica as well, because he's done a full season in DTM while he's been the other Alpha Reserve yeah, driver. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only the only thing you, you do, what, what, you, what you do in that situation, do you mandate it that, you know, a team needs... a, a a Formula One team is a three-driver setup, and whoever they nominate as the reserve driver must have like half a session or a session of practice over the course of a Grand Prix weekend, just to make sure you know he's ready to jump in the car at any time. Make FP1 only for test driver. Could do, yeah. Make FP1 great again. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, I mean they get you know they're getting next to no results. Oh, that's not that's not a bad idea. Yeah, they get next to no results, and they're going to get two guys in the car next year who have got very limited F one experience. I don't think I don't think Mazepin has driven an F one car since twenty eighteen. I think he missed out all of last year's. Mm. That, yeah, that might be right because yeah, he did he did Racing Point, didn't he? He did a couple of yeah uh, sort of young yeah. driver sessions with them. Am I right in thinking Mazepin has done or Mazepin, however you want to pronounce it, is on Williams? Racing Point, and now Haas. Is that correct? Is he with Haas? I didn't think he was associated with anyone. No, he's about to be associated. About to be, sorry, yeah. I'm with you, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's, he's done um, Yeah, he's done Williams as well, because he got, he got bought a drive. Mm-hmm. I think he was with Racing Point just when they sort of really, really needed money. Williams always need money, so I think he's just turned up a few times with, here is, here is Daddy's checkbook, show me to the car. Here are some rubles. <coughs> yes, the, car. Uh, the ones... So yeah, I mean he's he's got very limited experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Mick Schumacher hasn't driven a current F1 car. He tried to at the Nurburgring. Oh yeah, in fairness he's, to him, he's had a, he's had a, <laughs> he's had a seat fitting and everything. 
But um, yeah, I think he's done. He's done a couple of tests in an older Ferrari, and of course, the demonstration runs yeah. in in his dad's. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult for him next year, especially with the problems of buying the car in kit form because the drivers aren't around there when it's you know when it's being designed and. If they're just buying a car off the shelf and they've no idea what the styles of the particular drivers that they're aiming for, they do. You know, but yeah, isn't, also, isn't that what F two is? Takes, yeah, Mick Schumacher takes a long time to warm up to things. As we well. have seen this, it haven't took, we? Yeah, it took him two seasons to warm up to F three, but it was like halfway through his second season in F three before he really came to life. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not start this second season of F two very well, uh, and we. we, we even way back in the summer, we were like, it's probably not going to be Mick Schumacher. Mm. But then he's like, you know, all of a sudden he's picked it up again, sort of a quarter of the way through this truncated season and just absolutely hammered it and, uh, and you know, got the points when everybody else has fallen away. So in Formula One, you've really got to, as, as some drivers are finding out now, you've really got to hit the ground running um and the pressure is only going to be maximised on Mick Schumacher purely because of his name. He's also got the issue as well, if he needs those two seasons to get used to a car, his season one, the season two car for him, very different. When yeah, all the new yeah, rules totally, come in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the only advantage that the two of them have got, Mazepin and Schumacher, is they're used to driving Dallara machinery. Because, of course, Dallara, Dallara do the F2 car. So, with them making the Haas chassis as well, um, that's that's the only thing that they possibly could have going for them. That and Mazepin's dad's checkbook. But back to um, back to Imola, yeah, shit race for Haas. Yeah, don't really we say have that much too to often, add, don't we? <laughs> going back to going back to uh, what Dan said on Twitter. Uh, early this year, I think, possibly. Haas's problems don't start with their drivers. No. No, I think Haas's problems... Yes, we, we, we said for ages... Yeah, we said for ages that Haas you know, possibly do need to change a driver, maybe both of them, but not for two rookies. Mm. I mean, no. come on. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I think they need to change their entire business plan. Yeah, the way that the same works. I, I, I think we've seen actually that, um, you know, we praised the Haas model at first because they were buying the bits off Ferrari, you know, they came in, they were competitive. But as uh, as they've had to do more stuff themselves, it, it it's shown that you need to, you need to have a certain level of, um, like, team building and mechanical experience, I think, you know, it's, or... However, it works. You know, maybe it's even just the whatever's going on in the factory. There isn't quite enough in-house stuff, by the looks of it. Yeah, it's a good start for a bit mm-hmm. for the Formula One business model, but it's not a good um, push on um, to you know continue doing it that way. Uh, I I actually think that Gene Haas must be losing patience with the uncompetitiveness of the team. Yeah, I agree. Could. Um... I- could Mazepin coming in be a sort of precursor to what is it? Ural Chem, Ural mm. Kawai, yeah. uh, buying the team. We know they tried. They tried to buy Force India, didn't they? Yeah. And then kicked off because Stroll outbid them. Even the, I don't. I, I don't think they're the answers. You know, it's because uh, I'm. St- I'm still. 
I, I'm still waiting to see whether whoever bought Williams was the was the answer because when oh you, no, when not, you get not I'm not saying it's the answer, but it'll be the it could be the answer for Jane Haas. Yeah, maybe, be, but it just it, it it doesn't seem to work, does it? When these companies come in and buy Formula One teams like they're acquiring another business, you know, it's it, it, without that sort of pre-baked like racing like passion or knowledge behind it it just seems to be like another team that comes in to get passed to something else yeah your midlands and your genie capitals and mm. you know that 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 kind of thing at least when at least with red bull buying um, buying jaguar red bull had a sporting and racing history mm. well it's not even that it's not even just that red bull was slightly different because red bull is like apple buying a team you know, it's, they they just had they had the money and the resources there to just to 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 hire the right people and go right. This yeah. is going to be a five year plan to get this team competitive, and we have the money and resources to do it. Um, it's in the same way. Yeah. As I, it's a team that you know. It, I was just going to say, strolls different. Um, because the the, resor- the the money's there for the resources for Racing Point as well. I'm pretty certain Dimitri Mazepin is richer than Lawrence Stroll. Yeah, oh, yeah. but I, I, mean, I get maybe, what Lee's saying. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I totally get what Lee's saying because it's you know it, when it, when a known name comes in, like who knows who Genie Capital or Doralton Capital actually are. Like who knew their name before they brought up, you know, before they bought up a Formula One team? Hardly anyone. But if like somebody like like Lee says, like Red, but if Google came in and were just like, oh, we're going to buy this Formula One team, you'd be like, fuck, Google getting in the F one game, nice. You know they've got, you know they've got the 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 money to just keep throwing at it. Obviously, that doesn't matter so much with this, um, you know, cost cap coming in, but. But you know, you you know full well that that's a, a business that is globally recognised by everyone. Um, so, you know, I, I do get what Lee's saying. When when a, when a, a consortium gets together and buys a team, it's a bit like, well, that's great, but how is that actually going to work? You feel like when when something like that happens, like. Um... Lotus, for instance, is is a is a good example. Mm. You know, before it ended up being Renault again, you feel that these people that come in and buy these Formula One teams, it's not no sooner does the car hit the track than there's a board meeting saying, right, how do we sell this team and make money? Which which is what happened with Midland because yeah. they on, they only owned the team for about eighteen months because mm-hmm. the la- their last the last season of Jordan they were on by Midland. And then by the September of the following year, Spiker had bought them but weren't allowed to change the name. And at least they were a car manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was it was, it was only... And then they were heading straight down straight down the dumpster until VJ Malia bought them out. And Didn't, look how well yeah, that, that went. That was exactly the uh, observation I was about to make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, it was totally the right thing to do. Yeah, and they had their they had their moments. When you look back at two thousand and nine, when Fizzy Keller was it finished second at Belgium, mm-hmm. you know, you, you thought maybe that team might be able to do something, and and then it never did. Mm. See, the the reason I think Lawrence Stroll's different to some of the people we've had before is because um, even when you see him 
like in interviews and stuff like that, although not the most engaging of chaps, um, he's th- there's a clear passion for motor racing there that I think exists beyond his son. Even if his son fell out of Formula One, I think Lawrence Stroll will continue to run that team or, or, or be a big part of the team. He's He seems to have the bug, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seemed, it seemed so when um, when he came into Williams with all the backing because I think I think you know he he was doing more than providing the financing for Lance to drive a car because why else would he have been there in full team kit? Because mm-hmm. he owned it all, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for the kit, so I might as well wear the kit. No, I was going to say he happens to own a couple of clothing brands. Well, this is true. <laughs> Uh, talking to Williams, them next. Lee, do you want to cry now? Uh, no, I'm all right. Why? <laughs> For George Russell. I was very sad. I didn't cry. Yeah, that it was... was a bit unfortunate, but let's be honest, we ribbed Grosjean when he did it. Mm-hmm. Yep, planted his foot down too hard, backhand let go, Ericsson drives off into the distance. I mean... I mean, the I only think, thing I you can the, say... The, the difference with Russell is it's the only real mistake he's made in Formula 1. And he didn't yeah, blame Ericsson. Think... Mm. Uh, yeah. and, when, and when Grosjean went and did that, it was after he'd already tried to kill Fernando Alonso. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. let's, let, let's not forget that start. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's... You know, it's it's one of one of those safety car things. It will happen once or twice a season. Yeah, just happened twice in a race this week because Albon was just after the uh, yeah just after the restart as well. Um, although Russell's was during it, or was it? It was yeah, during it was the under safety the safety car. car. Yeah, I think he had he just come in for tires or had not come in for tires or it was well pit stops were happening. I think he was trying to warm his tires, wasn't he? And um, there's just a change in the tarmac, and it spat him off into yeah. the into the uh, wall. Uh, but like Lee says, can you think of another mistake George Russell himself has made in Formula One up to this point? No, not offhand. No, not offhand. No, no, nothing major. No, no, that's his first major error, and it did lead to him not scoring points because uh, he probably would have finished ninth or tenth. I uh, yeah, he, he might finish tenth. I think he'd have struggled to keep Kimmy behind him on on new tires. Yeah, yeah, so, possibly. Mm, especially with it with it being a restart as well, because the, the gaps weren't there. You know, he, he had cars behind him, so I do think I, I don't think points were a given. Where you know, whereas they might have been a given without without the safety car. Yeah, but uh, yeah, when you, it was just when a you shame. Look- when you look at Latifi finished eleventh, mm. well, you know, that's you, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Giovinazzi had an all right race. I mean, I know we're not talking about Alpha, but Giovinazzi had an all right race. I, I think Russell would have been, you know, it was his best chance of scoring a point, and it was him himself who yeah. threw that away. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was I was looking so, at looking at the hard. times, uh, looking at the lap times before the safety car, and he was. Um, he was around about half a tenth to a tenth quicker than Giovinazzi every lap mm. running up to there. So I think, you know, I think I think the possibility for points would have would have been there. 
Like you said, with the restart, Kimmy was on newer tyres. I think he switched on to softs, didn't he? But mm. did we not decide that Russell had just put on new tyres? Uh, yeah, but uh, he was on another set of hards. I see. I think he was on hard tyres, yeah, yeah. Which obviously take longer to warm up. Yeah, yeah. So with Kimmy being on softs, that would have given him the advantage straight away. Um, but it's good to see Williams... They're still progressing. You know, we've only got four races left this season, but they are actually still... They actually seem to be getting slightly better on a Sunday. It'll be interesting to see what Are there what any other options? Yeah. I mean, it's good that they put their, their driver line-up to, you know, stop putting speculation around. It's uh, it's Russell and Latifi. That's, that's what it's going to be for 2021. But is... Is it, is there another option for the rest of this year, realistically, where without shenanigans, Russell or Latifi are going to likely score points? I don't know. I, cause... Williams can only score points with shenanigans anyway. I, I, I don't think they can do it on pace. Yeah, because I mean, the I mean last year last year's car was quick in a straight line, which might have been good for the um, Bahrain Squirrel. But this year's car seems to be a lot draggier and not quite as good in a straight line because we've never seen them topping the speed traps. No. That's, that's usually the prerogative of Haas. Or Alpha. Hmm. Um, so I think, I, think that, I think that rules it out. Um, Turkey, very doubtful. Yeah. Normal Bahrain, again, can't see it because that's a compromise kind of circuit. And Abu Dhabi, I don't know. Yeah. Don't, I don't think so. Shenanigan free. Um, no, I can see them going without. But look how far they have come, though, that we're talking about both drivers narrowly missing out on the points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's positive. It's just they could really do with some points, couldn't yeah. they? Um, you know, a couple of a couple of points just to end the season, you know, point not being pointless. Yeah, because I mean that that would be their worst ever season. I don't, I don't think they've ever done the zero before, have they? Uh, I want to say a couple of years ago, I think they did. No, they got points the Sorokin year, even though they had Sorokin. <laughs> oh right, okay. I, think I thought Sorokin Stroll was a pointless year. Sorokin got like one point, and I think Stroll had a random sixth somewhere or something. He had one of those random races where there's a bit of shenanigans and he just manages to... Either, either Baku or Monza, because they're his favourite tracks. I think it might have been Monza now that we're uh, now that we're talking about it. Well, move. Was that when he qualified on the front row? Very possibly. Oh, wet Monza. That was his annual... Oh, maybe he is a racing driver race. Hmm. <laughs> uh, right, Alpha next. Um, Giovinazzi in 10th, Kimi in 9th, both of them in for next season. That's I'm amazed. Surprise. Yeah, that, that is, a, yeah, that is a surprise. Kimi, not so much of a surprise. Hmm. Um, Giovinazzi with Ferrari owning all the F2 grid. Yeah, who's I look pissed off all of a sudden? Because I, I assumed he was going to be the next one up. Yeah, um, so, you know, too too soon for Schwartzman. You know, if, it, if he'd have won F two this year, I think he'd have been shipped off to Super Formula or something. But I look, I thought was in with um, in with a chance of getting a seat. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, Giovanazzi has been utterly vanilla. But he did more than participate this I said this early week. doors. This... Yeah, I said early on, didn't I, that he needed to put away Kimi Raikkonen, and he has not done that. It, you know, he just... I, I can't believe that with all the young drivers that Ferrari have got coming through, especially in F2, when you've got like, the, looks of, the likes of uh, you know, Schwartzman, Eilert, Schumacher, there are three prime drivers there that you may look to put in a Formula 1 seat. All right, Schumacher might be going to Haas. We don't know. But to stick with Giovinazzi for another year when he's struggled to beat his 41-year-old teammate just seems a bit counterproductive. Yeah. Um, you know, You're what... going to end up with a bottleneck, aren't you? Ferrari mm. drivers that you know are so talented, you'll have, you know, if you leave it a couple of years, you'll have three Ferrari drivers that have won the F2 championship in a row and can't get into Formula 1 because Giovinazzi. Yeah, it it just it just seems like they're not using the, their best resources to the best of their ability. Unless, I mean, what you know, unless they can see something in him that isn't Im- immediately apparent to your average viewer, or in our case, your above average viewer, shall we say? Are we are we calling ourselves mm. above average? Jesus only, only, only slightly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I don't get it at all. They've got at least there there are three drivers in F two for that they could put in. And I, I just, yeah, I don't get if they, if they want, you know, they had to get a driver this year into Ferrari, and they shopped outside the program. If yeah, they're not. If then, what, what's he doing? What's, the, what is the point of Giovinazzi? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't, he didn't make the step up. They, they chose Carlos Sainz. Which, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I can see why Ferrari went for him. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was the good decision. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Giovinazzi should have that seat instead of Sainz. But if, if they don't want him in the big car. And they've got kids ready to come in and see that if they might be ready for the big car, don't really get why he's still hanging around. He is the Kvyat. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, he's that Kvyat. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is he ever going to progress in the Ferrari organisation beyond the Seta Alpha? Probably not. Unlikely, unless, you know, the Science Leclerc thing goes downhill very rapidly. That is the only reason I think they, they might be holding on to Giovinazzi is that, you know, they can foresee some problems between Sainz and Leclerc, perhaps, uh, as teammates, uh, and they're gambling on it slightly. But if it does go south between the pair of them, maybe they're just, they're just waiting on Giovinazzi to you know, fill a seat until they can find another driver. Which, they've already got a few coming up, but could we see Ferrari, the Ferrari Young Driver program ending up like the, the Red Bull meat grinder, where all the good ones, never get the Formula 1 seat, move on to something else. Also, I, th- I think Ferrari have got um, more problems to worry about than their young driver programme, so I wouldn't mind betting that you know some of the young drivers get forgotten just simply because of the internal politics going on with Ferrari. Ah, yeah, but you could say that any year. Oh, yeah, but I mean, it's, <laughs> we're in a, an exceptionally odd time for Ferrari at the minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you could say that any year. Um, I do find it interesting though that Schumacher looks like he's going to go to Haas instead of Alpha Mm. yeah I thought that too I'm just wondering about that is it Ferrari um, trying to rekindle the relationship with Haas because you know there's been been rumours over the last few weeks that Haas wouldn't be averse to looking elsewhere for 
another supplier because I mean we were talking a, uh, a few weeks back about them the rumours about them looking at Renault engines mm. for 2022 and you know ditching Ferrari and Ferrari just seemed to um, seem to have remembered oh it's it's like yeah we We've got something to do with them as well. We'd better give them something nice. Well, they were offered um, Giovinazzi a couple of years ago when the year that Leclerc was in Sauber. Um, Ferrari said, you know, you can, you, Haas, if you would like this other driver, there he is, isn't it? And they said, no, we'll stick with Grosjean and um, Magnussen. Which is not a great review of Giovinazzi. Jesus, what? No, because Giovinazzi did... Yeah, Giovinazzi did uh, FP1s that year for Haas. Was that 2017, I think? Yes, I think so. It was the same year that he he did the couple of races for Verline. Yeah, so yeah, 2017. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was um, he he did some FP1s at Haas. I have a feeling he put Grosjean's car in the wall <laughs> during an FP1 late in that season. Save Grosjean the bother of doing it himself. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think um, maybe Ferrari have found that Selber, the Selber part of Alfa Romeo, are maybe a little bit more self-sufficient and, and difficult to get on with than they were hoping they would be? Well, they've just extended their deal, haven't they? The day the day before they announced Raikkonen and Giovinazzi. Yeah, yeah, but that that's what I mean because I found even just the way that was worded was strange because it was like Selber extend their deal with mm. Alfa Romeo. And it, it, it's still very much the Tauber team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. when 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 Haas was sort of in bed with Ferrari, um, it was Haas team, but it was it was very very much the the Ferrari junior team. It was much closer to a Ferrari Toro Rosso than Alfa Romeo is. Yeah, yeah. Even though Grosjean saying one day I'll get the Ferrari drive. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's it's an odd one, but I mean a decent performance getting uh, getting both cars into the points, especially especially with um, with the struggles that Giovinazzi's had of finishing in the top fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean he he's he starts well, doesn't he? Because he's he's is he the only driver to make places up on every first lap this season? Yeah, yeah. but his qualifying is the reason he's usually got places to make up on the opening lap. You know, this this is yeah, what this is, he did qualify last, didn't he? Yeah. You know, this is what Stroll was doing last season. Mm-hmm. You know, out in out in Q one and fourteenth by the end of lap one. Yeah. And of course, Giovinazzi was the only driver outside of the top ten to start on softs this week, so his tyres came in quicker. But as Kimi proved in Portugal, that Alpha can be quick off the line with his nine nine place gain. Yeah, I think he was on softs as well when a lot of the a lot of the top ten I think had started on mediums. Mm. But yeah, also um, don't get me wrong. I think Kimi Raikkonen's a great Formula One driver. I'm surprised to see that his second stint in Formula One is now going to be longer than his first stint with this Jesus. contract extension. I hadn't quite appreciated that. That is a start. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't think of it like that. The- Normally, you expect someone to come back and do. Yeah, you expect someone to come back and do, you know, a few years maybe, yeah. and then disappear. No, Raikkonen's second stint in Formula 1, after, I think it's at some point next season, he will have done more races in his second stint than his first stint. Bloody that's, hell. That's mental. So do we get Alonso going out for that that record from next year, and he's going to be racing until 2040? Maybe. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, right, where are we next? Racing points. Um, Perez sixth looked pissy Poss- afterwards. Very, very upset with the team. Yeah, looked like uh, podium could have been on after um, after Max went off before the pitted mm-hmm. him. Should have been on for the podium. Yeah. I don't know that they would have because obviously everybody behind him would have would have stopped for some tires, um, you know, and they would have bunched up anyway, but. Uh, Track position. They had track position. Mm. I don't know why they. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. Um, Given that there was yeah. quite a bit of position swapping behind as well, that could have given yeah, him the chance it, just to get a little bit of a gap while Kvyat and Leclerc were tripping over each other. And with it being so tight in that midfield uh, championship battle as well between mm-hmm. Racing Point, McLaren, Renault, AlphaTauri, Ferrari, you know. Every point counts, and they literally threw points away there by by pitting Perez. I don't know that like they, he was never going to get any higher than third anyway, realistically. Um, but he was already there, so why, why they pulled him out of that position to give him a chance at going for it again just seemed very stupid to me. <laughs> I mean, next year, next year will be in the Red Bull, so we'll have a chance to uh, chance to go for a podium if um, if Max crashes out. Do you think Perez? I'd Red take Bull? Perez over Hulkenberg, but apparently Verstappen likes Hulkenberg. Also, uh, Ralph Schumacher has said that he is a hundred percent certain that Nico Hulkenberg is the number one <laughs> candidate at Red Bull. Ralph Schumacher says is such a disclaimer, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It's like Simon says, except you don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lance Stroll this weekend then, begin. Christ. I mean, what didn't uh, he hit? <laughs> yeah, well, top time I think he's just top about to speed. start looking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what didn't he hit? Maximum revs. Yeah. yeah he, he lost his, lost fair, his he front wing. He didn't hit those marshals. That's good. Yes, yeah, that's a plus. Yeah, <laughs> that's the um, best thing we can say about him. That's that's <laughs> that's not ideal. Every time I think he's going to be, uh, you know, start to look like a really good racing driver, and think, you know, Lance Stroll's doing okay here. He goes and does Lance Stroll things. <laughs> I really think that racing point he ruins it for. Yeah, I was just going to say he ruins it for himself more than anything. Yeah, racing point are letting the wrong driver go. Mm-hmm. You know, fa- family, family, and money aside, um, you know who who do you want the the guy that could be on for a podium or the guy that could have brought out a safety car on the first lap? Maybe that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're going to Singapore Renault Flavio Briatore crash gate it the whole way through the season, and Vettel will be champion. <laughs> <laughs> just getting some practice in for next year yeah but yeah Stroll Stroll was just bloody useless you know it was it, it was it was crap on uh, crap on Saturday in qualifying mm-hmm. yep um, it was a liability on Sunday and I, I haven't seen any That's, interviews with him but I yeah. assume he thinks he did a good job I can't remember Sorry, what he said after the race. For his, you know, hitting his it was such a casual before. apology as well. I was like, oh, sorry about that. And you've just sent yeah, your are cold. mechanic halfway down the pit lane. 
Do you remember in his first year of Formula One and behind the safety car at Monaco, he said his brakes were too cold, but then he then his brakes caught fire. <laughs> so what he meant to say was, my brakes were too hot. Yeah, he's he's never been great at gauging what's going on with his car, really, has he? Yeah, yeah. Because I can remember we were watching that race and uh, uh, Crofty said to Martin Brundle, how would you go about warming your brakes behind... Uh, behind the safety car and like you, you just drive with your foot on the brake pedal Martin Brundle basically copied me word for word as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as I said it's just like well if I know how to heat the brakes of a car when you're going slowly <laughs> then how does Lance Stroll not know this despite the fact he's made it to Formula 1 and I think that that was the Lance Stroll we saw at the weekend you know we, we often get accused of being unfair on average drivers but I think in this case it's more than justified and he was below average uh, yeah, as I say, he keeps almost surprising me and being like, wow, actually, Lance Stroll's doing okay. But then he goes and does this. And yeah, I'm sorry. It's just. It, it, it isn't good enough. No, it was it was a fairly great. You can't, you can't just show up for a couple of races. You know, it's, and that, that's no. what he seems to be doing. He seems to just show up for a couple of races. Mm-hmm. And then just disappear again. He was the second best Canadian driver in this race. Yeah. <laughs> and Latifi lost um, a lot of practice time as well. Which, yep. given that they yeah, only had one La- practice, was not ideal. So. Yeah, and Latifi finished ahead of both Racing Point drivers for next year. Correct. Yeah, Williams definitely are on the way back. Uh, <laughs> right, Alpha Tori. Um, kind of binary in both ways. Gasly qualified fourth. Great yeah. performance. Yeah. No, great performance. Yeah. By L- let down by the car. Kvyat didn't have a great qualifying. Kvyat had his best qualifying in a year. Oh, he did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this should have been Mexican point. Grand Prix weekend, mm. and this is the first time he's been in Q3 since last year's Mexican Grand Prix. Yes, sorry, I was trying to make a point by getting things wrong. No. I, wa- I was gutted for Gasly when they brought him in so early, because um, he'd been fantastic. Apparently it was a welding issue. Oh. Okay. That uh, oh, okay. that caused the retirement. The ca- the car was um, in serious. It was actually seriously screwed. Let me just see if I can see if I can find it. Um, got it. A welding issue. That's, That's very strange. Because they had to rebuild his car, like an, didn't an they? Last week, weld, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah, because they were putting it putting it to, uh, back together on the grid. Um, yeah, it was a weld failure that uh, led to a loss of water pressure, so that could have taken the engine with it. Ah, which they want to keep hold of. Yes, of course, yeah. yeah it's a terminal problem, as he, as it was uh, heard by Gasly's um, engineer on the radio. That is a terminal problem. Uh, so, yeah, very bad for Gasly. Um, I did worry a little bit for him when I saw, hang on a second, there's somebody in a blue and white car racing Imola with a Senna helmet. Yes, Corsi gone for the uh, tribute tribute Senna lid this weekend with, with permission with, from the family. I yes, believe. yes, that was uh, that was that was an official Senna tribute. Um, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, I mean, he's he's just been announced for next season. Which you, smart, do, you don't bin off a race winner if you're Alpha Tori, do you? Yeah, smart smart move, and um, he's doing more to pass his audition for Alpine in 2022. Mm. I think that's it. Or, isn't it? Yeah, you know, the, yeah. 
I was say depending on whether they bin Ocon off earlier because he he was a bit pants again, wasn't he? But yeah. Or if Hamilton doesn't re-sign and Russell goes to Mercedes, Mercedes suddenly realise that oh, we used to have Ocon, so then he ends up in the Williams, and then Gasly can go to Alpine. That's a convoluted yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Gasly's got a one-year deal, which leads him nicely up to the end of Ocon's contract. And I really hope he does not like wait for a Red Bull drive and gets on it next year with uh, talking to other people. You've got you've got to think yeah, that, you've got to think they've already been in contact. You with would him. hope. I mean, they're, they're trying to brand themselves as you know Team France next year. The car's even going to be um, in the trickle or colours. Mm-hmm. So they're going to want a French driver. They've got one signed already. And he's well. Not- they've got both drivers signed for next year. Yeah, yeah but they've, they've got they've got a French driver for next year for the first for the first year of the uh, the new Alpine branding. And yeah. o- Ocon probably probably won't last beyond the end of next season. Let Let's be fair. The um, the whoever gets the second seat at Renault, if Alonso does well next year, Alonso is going to have a big say in his teammates. Oh, but apparently he's not political anymore. Of course he isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't believe that either. No. Buying a Twix is political now. <laughs> <laughs> well it is if you're Alonso. You've got you've got to decide, you know, do you want the normal one or do you want the peanut butter one? Oh. Yeah. And which one out of the two sticks is gonna get preference over the other? <laughs> the one that gets a Kamoa. We don't have a stick one and a stick two. <laughs> stick one the stick one A. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about Alpha Tori? We were talking. We were talking about Alpha Tori. Um, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I genuinely lost track. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. yeah but the, the Alpha Tori at the minute, to be fair, is the Gasly show, isn't it? Well, so, not this weekend. Well, no, because Kvyat did a great job. Um, Kvyat, you know, ahead of ahead of the overtake on drivers. Leclerc was epic. Yeah, but it's not going to happen next week. Let's be fair. Or next week, next race, I should say. Yeah, but I mean, by next race, he'll probably have, yeah, but... uh, it'll probably be announced that he's out and Sonoda's in because Helmut Marco basically said that. And uh, I mean, Marco said he'd done a good job after yeah. the race, but mm. it doesn't make any difference to what's happening with him uh, in the future. Yeah, but uh, one race doesn't make a Formula One driver, and certainly doesn't save a career. Ask Alvin. No. But um, no, no. But, yeah, but Kvyat I... did a really good job this race. He finished ahead of a lot of drivers who you would expect. Him to finish behind. Yeah, that's fair. I just i i, I don't think um, i don't think Marco was out of order with what he was saying. You know, it's um, maybe. Yeah, but we only... maybe what maybe maybe what Red Bull is needed is a bit more honesty when it comes to you know what they're going to do with the young drivers. So maybe it was a good thing. Yeah, send them to COVID camp. <laughs> I mean, Marco's, yeah. not, Marco's not exactly known for being subtle and diplomatic anyway, is he? It's very true. No, it's a, and it's a, I, I quite like it, to be fair. You're in, in the ultra-polished, far too vanilla world of Formula One where you get... Oh, God, are you, are, you, are you turning into William Story? No, no, <laughs> not, ne- not necessarily William Story. When you get like uh, somebody like Christian Horner, for instance, which does his best to look like he's everybody's best mate, but secretly you know... You can't take a word he says uh, is what he actually means. It's it's nice that at least when um, Mar- uh, 
Marco, not Marco, sorry. Well, yeah, Marco, when he says something, it's, you know, it, it might not be what you want to hear, but you know it's what he means. Mm. Yeah, although it, I, don't, um, I don't know why he just didn't come out and say, you know, Sonoda's in next season. They actually managed because well, they, they they probably haven't t- decided who's going to get the drive. Yeah, if, if nothing's he... if nothing's been signed, then you don't you don't say that, do you? Yeah. I mean, don't forget Gasly. Gasly missed a year, didn't he? Because he and he was told he was going to get the drive, and then went bragging about it. it leaked to the press, and they ended up fucking him off to Super Formula for a year as punishment. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, don't forget, Sonoda yeah. is uh, part. He's tied in with Honda, isn't he? Yes. So I would imagine that um, that he is a big part of the deal that Red Bull is trying to make to buy all the yeah. Honda IP. Very possibly. Yeah, but buy the engines, get a free driver. It's a good deal. <laughs> well, it's not just buying the engines, is it? They want they want the knowledge. They, they want, want yeah, they want the blueprint oh, yeah. themselves. Yeah, I mean this will see this will see Mugen back on the grid if um, if this comes off. I don't, I don't even think I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be a completely different branded engine. I don't think you'll see any Honda on it at all. Well, Mugen's not a Honda. Mugen just just did work for Honda in the nineties. Yeah, but I, I think what you'll find is it'll be Red Bull with their own engine. Well, no, there's, there's talk of um, part of the part of the thing that was all over a couple of weeks ago when it was looking when the rumours first came out that Red Bull were looking at buying the IP was working in partnership with Mugen, who are also based in Milton Keynes. Right. Oh, right. Okay. That's where they built or where they built the TT Zero bike, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Milton Keynes. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But doing uh, working with Mugen as part of the uh, tuning setup because of the experience that they've got with Honda. It's like Cosworth didn't used to be part of Ford. It's just that they had that much experience with Ford engines that Cosworth was always associated with Ford. I don't think we should forget either it, that um, that they are Red Bull are the most disappointing team this year. More so than Ferrari. Absolutely. We knew Ferrari were on the slide, didn't we? Because they had their engine banned, whereas Red Bull seemed to be kind of finishing strong last year. Albon was going to be into his second year. Like, all the talk. I mean, don't forget, Christian Horner was desperate uh, to have them race in Australia because he thought that Red Bull were going to take Mercedes on this year. I think he was also desperate for them to race in Australia because they were planning on lodging something against DAS. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> they were plotting. Yeah, he'd, he'd already written the uh, already written the complaint um, just as it got cancelled. Mercedes laid one wheel on that circuit during FP one, and mm-hmm. he was in the stewards' office. <laughs> right, what have we got next? We have Ferrari next. Um, props to Vettel, kept it facing the right way all race. Yeah, I mean, he only finished as low as he did because they fucked up his pit stop. Yeah. Uh, would he have finished ahead of Leclerc if without that? I don't think he'd have finished ahead of Leclerc. I think he may have been in and around the Alphas. Do you, th- do you think would would that have been? Because I because I when I was looking at it, I was thinking maybe he'd have come out behind Leclerc, and I was wondering whether this was a Ferrari way of just getting him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's how Ferrari go about their business, isn't it? So yeah, I suppose maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sacrifice sacrifice points just to keep the drivers separated. <laughs> I mean, it's 
the Ferrari, the Ferrari up the pit stop. Yeah. Um, decent, decent race from Leclerc though. Um, even Vettel's saying that he's putting the car in places that it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. like like in the top ten. But Seb's well, he wasn't top ten. But yeah. Well, no, Leclerc's putting the Leclerc put the car in the top ten. He came fifth. Leclerc did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Le- no, Vettel's yeah, Vettel, Leclerc had a. Yeah, Vettel's saying Leclerc's putting the car in places that it shouldn't be. I got you. Yeah, Leclerc had a great race. Uh, it appears to be the the thing this season, doesn't it, that Leclerc is able to... He's like the Alonso in the team, and Vettel mm. is just sort of almost just kind of phoning it in. You know how we were talking about like the disparity between the two drivers at Red Bull? Mm-hmm. I think he got the same at Ferrari, where Leclerc is obviously still quite motivated, wants to pull the team back to where it was, whereas Vettel has totally checked out, doesn't actually give a shit, and is literally kind of just being there. That's going to be one of the most interesting things for me for next year is whether whether Vettel's done or going to a different team can like reignite him. I think it'll be Even good for the Vettel. Aston Martin move. Yeah. Because I think he'll bat a stroll, so I think that'll be quite fun for him. I, I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm starting to drift more towards, because I know I've been a bit of a supporter of Vettel, Um but I'm drifting more towards he's going to be in a bit of bother because that it's it's clear that 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 advantage of the of the uh, force in not force India the racing point being like the mini Mercedes um, that advantage seems to have gone you know they just seem to be like with the other mid grid teams now whereas at the beginning of the season especially when Vettel was talking about joining Austin Martin it seemed like they were going to be sort of second, third best team when he did. Um, and, and by next year as well, when all the cars have developed these packages more and that Mercedes is now a three-year-old car, uh, I I, I'm, I think he might find himself frustrated again. Possibly. I'm just looking at the championship standings. You know, we often talk about best of the rest. Mm. And at, at the moment, that would be Daniel Ricciardo. Yep. You know, Sebastian Vettel is technically worst of the rest. Oh, is he proper shit? Well, you, uh, from the bottom of the of the championship standings, you've got Russell and Latifi on zero points. Yeah. Magnussen and Grosjean have got one point and Grosjean's got two. Then you've got the two alphas on four points each. Hulkenberg, who's only done three races. <laughs> two, two races. Taken part in three points. <laughs> yeah, Hulkenberg Crazy. on 10 points in 15th. Vettel in 14th with 18 points. He hasn't even doubled Hulkenberg's points. Jesus. Vettel is behind Kvyat, Ocon, Stroll, Gasly, Albon, Sainz, Norris, Perez, and then Leclerc, Ricardo, etc. I just, I just really hope he has just checked out for the season, and we'll yeah. we'll see the real Seb back next year. It could be so as too. well with with racing points. Some of their results maybe would have been better if they'd had the continuity of having the drivers for the whole season rather than both of them having the COVID. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even even though they had Hulkin who did a, a good job in their absence, it's not a car he knows at tracks he doesn't know and hasn't driven for a year or so. So having had the regular drivers in maybe would have been better for them. Possibly. Um I think Hulkenberg did did better at Silverstone than than 
you know, he, he probably had any right to. Mm. But but yeah, I mean Nurburgring. Um, what you know? What would that? What could that racing point have done with a driver who knew it? Yeah, and a better grid position. We yeah, because he went from like last know. to eighth or something, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know, you could you could have been you could have been looking you could have been looking fourth. Hulkenberg's better than Stroll. Mm. Uh, where, where were we? Um, Leclerc, yeah, do, did well. Um, overtaken by Kvyat, though. Yeah, Kvyat was on it at that yeah, point, but, though, wasn't he? Yeah, AlphaTauri and Kvyat had a really good weekend, and uh, uh, Kvyat especially had a really good race. AlphaTauri as well had done a filming day at Imola a couple of months ago, so had... A little bit of data from the track, not that it would be particularly relevant, but it's a little bit more than anyone else had. Yeah. Yeah. And any information's good on the track that hasn't been raced on for 14 years. Yeah. Uh, right, we're into the top three. McLaren, Science in sevens, Lando in eighth. Move- is, that, is that really a Mo- top three? Yeah, sort of three I hadn't. I, I suppose it's steady, isn't it? Yeah, move move of the day. Sites getting out of the way of the spinning album. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, a teammate overtaker of the day as well. Sites on Norris. That was bloody close. But fair. Yeah, it was uh-huh. fair. Yeah. But it was it was a it was a strong move by Carlos to uh, strong arm his way past uh, past Lando, but retained the position and kept it till the end of the race. Uh, double points finishes is kind of where you'd expect McLaren to be. Although they seemed kind of happy with seventh and eighth, whereas you know there are other circuits and other races, I think they would have been a little bit oh only seventh and eighth. So you again, know, it's uh, again you wouldn't expect a McLaren to be beaten by an AlphaTauri. Mm. But that's the thing if you yeah, look at exactly. the teams around them, you know they're they're battling with like Renault and Racing Point and you know, AlphaTauri. If we want to throw them to the mix, yeah, they had a car ahead, but the other car was well off it. McLaren had both cars. Yeah, you say that you wouldn't expect solid. an Alfatori to be ahead, but I mean, in in Italy at the Mon- at Monza, you had um, Gasly won the race over Sainz. Sainz wasn't able to catch Gasly at, at Monza. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, true. Does well does well in Italy. Alfatori doesn't travel well. <laughs> <laughs> kind of bad for a car. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're, you know, we've we're def- we've definitely got the McLaren resurgence now. And I mean, there was no aside from the. Um, Try to think what those cats are doing. You know, aside, aside from Science nearly getting wiped out in the overtake, the, it was a case of the pair of them. They seemed to keep the noses clean and just got on with it. Yeah. You know, a very science, yeah. a very science-like performance. Very much so. You know, we've we've always said that's what he's always been best at. Yeah, Lando wasn't very happy with his uh, qualifying performance. I think he qualified ninth. Um, thought he could have done better. Thought his last his, his last run was rubbish. But I mean, again, it, you know, a, a, another race at another circuit, you would probably think that McLaren would be disappointed with seventh and eighth. But they seem quite happy with seventh and eighth in Imola. So you know, double points finish. When I think the only other team to get double points finish was was it Alpha and Mercedes. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, that's uh, yeah. It's an okay return for McLaren. Definitely. 
Uh, right, Renault next. Danny Rick with his second podium. Yeah. In the yellow yep. car. Good stuff. And I'm throwing knock on forward for the participation award. Was it? Was he doing kind of vaguely all rightish though? Was he sort of lower top ten when I he had his drama? I can't actually remember because he got he got rear ended, didn't he, by Stroll? Yeah. On the opening lap, he was around McLaren's. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he was doing okay. Like he wasn't. He wasn't up with Ricardo, but I think had he not had his mechanical drama, then he may have been around the points. But maybe this uh, the, the wonder kid isn't isn't so wonderful, is he? No, uh, Esteban no. Ocon. You know, he's been put in a. Okay, we only saw him before this season in a in a, in you know um, a racing point. Yeah, a racing point, sort of mid grid racing point, and then mm-hmm. you know manner before that. He's now in like a like a like a midfield, like a spearing the midfield car, and he's not able to be at the sharp end of the midfield at any point. Can I think? Has Ocon been either the lead Renault or, ooh, Ocon might get a top five here at any race? And no, I can't think of any... I'm not entirely sure that he hasn't got like a sixth. Majorly strong performances. Yeah. Um, and I, I defend Esteban Ocon, as you know. You know, I've, uh, I, I think he deserved a second chance in Formula 1. I think he was good enough to get a second chance in Formula 1, but... Um, it's not come to a lot of anything at the moment. It's very uh, disappointing for him. And um, with Daniel Ricciardo moving to McLaren, uh, and obviously he's going to take some of that Renault knowledge to McLaren with him um, from the last couple of years, and Alonso being his teammate, I don't, I can't see any good things happening for Esteban Ocon in the next year and a half Ocon was fifth in Belgium and sixth in Britain that was how boring Belgium was we couldn't even remember what had happened because <laughs> <laughs> that was the dullest Belgian Grand Prix in ever in forever possibly yeah um, yeah I think Ocon, Ocon's best hope for next year is that Alonso teaches him rather than schools him I don't know that that's Alonso's style. I mean, he could have done that with Stoffel. Yeah, I mean, don't forget, this This is now meant to be the new nice Alonso. Is it? Allegedly. Still not buying it. No. Still not buying it. Lee? I think Alonso's always been pretty nice. <laughs> no, we want, I mean, he wants to... Would you, would you really want a double world champion to come back to Formula 1 to teach another Formula 1 driver? I want Alonso. I want Alonso to come back to Formula One because he wants to win. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah. Mu- they're not mutually exclusive, though. You can you can do both. When else has it happened? Hang on a minute. Um, so it's when Schumacher came back. Maybe I imagine Mercedes were expecting him to be the guy, and for Rosberg. But no, but I think Rosberg just minced them. I don't think Rosberg learned anything. Oh yeah, from. I don't think I don't think it went how Mercedes were hoping it would go. But I think that's probably yeah. what the plan was. That was that Schumacher was going to come in and he was going to win his eighth title. And I, th- I think I think it depends. Nah, on I think it, Schumacher I think... got. Sorry, go on. As I said, I think Schumacher got a couple of podiums, didn't he? He got one and a, yeah. and, a and a pole position. Yeah, um, which he but, didn't but, actually like, he get because he had a penalty. Mm. 
Yeah, he didn't man- actually managed to sit on on pole position. But uh, in in Rosberg's time at uh, Mercedes with <laughs> Schumacher, I think he I think he won Mercedes' first race, didn't he, at China? And I don't you know, think that was just- with Schumacher, though. I think that was once Hamilton had come in. No, I think that was uh, I think that was Schumacher's last year in 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 Formula One when Rosberg won Mercedes' first race. I think. I get a but little the, foggy around um, that time. I think. But the yeah, I think the, the the point I'm making is that Rosberg had already been in Formula One for a few seasons. Yeah. And didn't need no didn't need schooling or, or or teaching or anything really. He was just it was Team Germany. Yeah. Um, with the with the the dream seven time world champion, you know, sort of coming back to spearhead the campaign. Didn't work. Rosberg was better. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think the the thing is is I I, I don't think it's ever a, a a Formula One driver's job. To sort of mentor his teammate, because his, his teammate's his rival. You know, it's we, we've always said that it's that, that that's the first person that a driver judges themselves against. Um, but I think it's up to the driver that that's in the team. Do they learn? Mm. You know, it's not it's not necessarily you. Um, see if you see if you're in the same team as like Sebastian Vettel, for instance. I'm sure uh, Charles Leclerc. Has learnt stuff through the way Vettel has gone about his business and the way he goes about a weekend. I don't think uh, Sebastian Vettel has sat down with Charles Leclerc and explained things to him. Mm. You know, it's it's you 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 learn by watching, not by sort of a seminar. Yeah, I think Massa said something similar about when he was Schumacher's teammate at Ferrari as well. Was that? Schumacher didn't necessarily make a lot of his data available to him or, you know, tell him what he was doing differently with the car, but he could pick up things from being in the same garage and that kind of that kind of yeah. shit. And stuff. just be just being with a, a driver that's um being with a with a better teammate, if you're a good driver, you'll you'll raise your performance up to try and get to that other driver. Are you yeah. li- are you listening, Lanstrill? <laughs> yeah, but I don't see that uh, Esteban Ocon will be able to do that against. No, I, I, no. That that that's my point. I don't think he's the driver to do that. I do, like like I said, I don't I don't think he did enough his first time round to get his seat back. Please um, prove me. Please prove me wrong, Esteban Ocon. But I mean, <laughs> at the same time, it, it doesn't. It's not looking likely, is it? If he can't, if he can't put away Ricardo at all, Ricardo's like miles down the road from him. But you were yeah. right. You were right about Rosberg, though. He did win a year before Hamilton came in. It was at Malaysia in 2012. Was it Malaysia? Was it was Malaysia, Malaysia apparently, yes. So there we go. Uh, cl- close. Right continent. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's the, ra- race, the race yes. before China. Yeah, China that, was the next race. That long, is true. So that leaves but, No, excuse me. I'm reading entirely wrong. It was It was China. China. It was. It was. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia and your difficult table. <laughs> right, that leaves uh, that leaves Mercedes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bottas racing for two teams at once because there was half a Ferrari in the car. Nice to have a spare. Is it a Ferrari? It? I mean, they I mean, seem it's to red, Ferrari, it? don't they? It was. It could it, be a Haas wing. 
It was it was a red it was a red front wing. They uh, Mercedes are blamed Ferrari. They put an Instagram picture up of um, the bit that they pulled out of the air bo- of the radiator. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. It's uh, it is unfortunate. But I was wondering because K Mag went round on the first lap, didn't even sort of spun round roughly where they think Bottas picked up the the damage. But I don't know that if he lost any parts of his wing or anything. But. Um, uh, it was uh, yeah. it, it was floor damage, and apparently the uh, the pit wall didn't believe him at first until he came in for the pit stop. <laughs> but Bottas, Bottas has just got he's got Weber's luck at the moment, hasn't he? If something can go wrong in that team, mm-hmm. it goes wrong with Bottas. It doesn't go wrong with Hamilton. It goes wrong with Bottas. Even down to the timing of the VSC, like that was just insane. That was a little bit suspect. Now I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I know Lee is, but. Uh, for, for the for the safety car like like literally to come up just as Hamilton was approaching the pit lane and then for it to end just as Hamilton was leaving the pit lane it's a bit like come on guys that's almost <laughs> obvious <laughs> but the FIA are trying to stop him winning <laughs> FIA is against Hamilton yeah they are trying to stop him <laughs> apparently no I mean. Talent aside, all the luck on the team is um, on the Lewis side of the garage. Totally, yeah. And, you know, he, he's he's made the most of it. Um, Bottas with the tash, though. He started, he started Movember a little bit early because you weren't meant to actually start growing them till yesterday, not have a fully-fledged Burt Reynolds look by yesterday afternoon. And he, was, no, I, and he to, was doing honest, Mo- I, didn't, I didn't notice. Yeah. I didn't notice under the face mask. Oh, yeah, big big ginger moustache. Oh. And he was doing Movember this year because I looked a prat last year. Um, oh, Lee, yeah. Lee's internet's died. It's just, oh, just the three of us we can say what we want about him. That's why Lee didn't reply about conspiracy theories. It's tinfoil yeah, right. Well, tinfoil so, right out. This doesn't, this doesn't work on a podcast, but this is if you look on the Three Legs, Four Wheels website, I put a picture of Vettel in the quotes article from yesterday, and you can see he is missing an end plate. Ah, okay. So I think Fine. I think yes. So the the red red bit, as you can see, not complete there. And slightly com- more substantial that side. Yes. Yeah. So the conspiracy theory is that we start talking about conspiracy theories and Lee disappears. Lee's internet goes yeah. yeah very very suspect very suspect mm-hmm. but, but you know there, I mean props to Mercedes this I mean we haven't even I don't think we've even mentioned it slightly at all but this is the seventh world championship that they've won in a row as a team that's insane that's never been uh, done before yeah. we didn't think anyone would beat Ferrari six no no exactly it <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is as well they don't show any signs of slowing do they you know like when Ferrari was just sort of tailing off a little bit you know Renault was sort of upcoming you thought well mm. maybe Renault were going to take over and you know McLaren were always there or thereabouts but never quite strong enough but there's nobody really anywhere near Davies at the mm. moment to, to 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 be the next team to you know, look to take that mantle on. Yeah, unless someone is pl- going to be playing an absolute blinder with the 2020 regs, it's very difficult to see anyone else taking over, really, isn't the it? 2022, you mean? 20, yeah, I've lost count. <laughs> when 2020 happens in 2021 and 2022. That sounds about right, yes. I don't even know when they were originally <laughs> meant to be. With, to be honest with you, with, with 
with Red Bull, and this isn't taken away from Mercedes' success, but with Red Bull looking at taking on the intellectual property of the engines, they've said, look, we're going to need an engine freeze for a few years just so we can get our head around all of this. Hmm. Who's going to agree to that? Ferrari aren't going to agree to that because they want to improve their engine. I thought they Mercedes had said that engine. Gonna... I thought they had said engine regs were staying static at least for a little while. Was it twenty twenty six? I think they said. Yeah, Tw- but Ferrari are totally redesigning their engine for next year. Red Bull need a full on freeze, like mm. no development on the engines at all whatsoever until whenever, whatever yeah. they decide. But yeah, it's, the, it's 20- I don't see anybody else agreeing to it. Yeah, I mean it's twenty twenty six when the next engine overhaul is due to take place. Yeah. And, you know, do they go hydrogen by that point? But I'm sure we'll have many, many years of speculation between now and then, assuming that we're still doing this. Probably not. Yeah, well, probably, pro- probably not hydrogen. Oh, I was going to say, I thought, yeah. what you're saying, probably not still doing this. We've been going... We've been going... Uh, uh, we've been what going, fi- going on on a Monday? We've been going five and a half years. Do you want your Monday nights yes. back? Do you want your Monday nights back or something? <laughs> not just yet, not just yet. But we'll... Uh, yeah, but the... I don't think we'll see hydrogen, but the I don't. I just. I don't know where the next thing comes from. The only thing I could think it's going to come from is um, Mercedes' own customer. Is if McLaren really dial in this uh, power unit again, um, taking on Mercedes next year, and then for twenty twenty two, they've got you know they understand the power unit. They get the aero regs right. They might be able to challenge. But I don't see how Red Bull can, because with that power unit, they're not going to be able to develop it like Honda would be able to, like Mercedes and Ferrari are going to want to be able to. Oh, no, no, so for that, nowhere for even close. Still, yeah, no, nowhere even close to... Uh to that all right they'll you know they'll be working with a specialized tuning company which we assume is going to be mugen but yep. you know it still needs development yeah absolutely um it's for me red bull is not going to be the way they're, they're not going to that that's not the right direction for them and they're not going to be the team to ch- to eventually challenge mercedes even though they are the closest at the moment I think when the when the new regs roll around, McLaren uh, or Ferrari, maybe even if they get the if they get everything right, are going to be the the next team to to challenge Mercedes. So Mercedes, as amazing as it is, winning seven in a row, the potential is there if they can keep this keep their hunger to go for eight, nine, maybe even ten. In a row, who knows? I mean, that is depending on the driver lineup. That is a terrifying prospect. I mean, the drive the driver lineup could be a little bit fluid. Bottas obviously is confirmed for next year. Lewis mm-hmm. was dropping hints that he might yet retire. Yeah, he's he's basically said because he doesn't know what Toto's doing that he doesn't know what he's doing. Toto, what the heck is going on in the background you, there? You juggling your microphone? <laughs> oh. There was a sort of flushing toilet effect was. going on. It was it was yeah. discombobulating. <laughs> um, but yeah, Toto in his post-race interview with Sky pretty much started by talking about Susie and how much he was hoping she was watching at home and then went on to say yep. he knows he's got someone in mind who's going to replace him as and when the time comes and that he's been grooming them. And it very much sounded like he was about to announce he was off. He didn't, but... 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like James Valls took over, or you know, somebody along, along, uh, you know, somebody that we already that we already know their name. Put mm. it that way. Um, It'll just make Valtteri <sighs> it's James even more uh, meaningful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think maybe Lewis is waiting to see what uh, Toto does before yeah. um, making his final decision. I mean, that's that's essentially what Lewis has said. Um, is that yeah he he's not signed anything because he doesn't know what's going on with the team next year and if he's not happy with it he just won't bother. I mean Sky was sort of intimating that they've offered him a one year and he wants a multi year, but they say that every time, and they say that about every driver over thirty mm. that is due to resign. Well, no, the th- the thing is as well when when it comes to somebody like Lewis Hamilton, yes, he's thirty five, and in normal circumstances, I can understand why he would only offer a thirty five year old uh, a rolling one year deal, even if they are a, a multiple world champion. But the um, thing with the rule change in twenty twenty two, Hamilton's going to want to go at that for at least one year, maybe two. Mm. Um, and you know, so I can understand why he would want a multi-year deal. Um, you know, sign me up for another three years. That way, we don't have to worry about this until the second year of the new regulations. By which time, whoever's replacing Toto is well bedded in as you know the new boss man. And if we're in a, still in a position to win, fantastic. If we're not, then I only have to worry about another year in Formula One before I can d- retire. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one, but you you know all we can do at the moment is just congratulate Mercedes on winning the constructors' championship and having this year's world drivers' champion because there's only mm-hmm. only Bottas that can catch Lewis now. He's not going to though, is yeah, he? Let's I be mean, honest. You know what? No, was, what was no, it? We still got is it four races left? Four four yeah. to go, um, and Hamilton only needs to. Score something like it's a really token amount, I think. Something like twelve points in the yeah. next four yeah, races, or something like that. He'll be fine. He needs to not be outscored by Bottas by by ten points thing or eleven points leaving mm. Turkey in a couple of weeks' time. That's the thing. It's not. So, I think it's not just that Hamilton only needs about twelve points. I think it's that Bottas needs like four race wins with fastest lap. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so obviously the, the the gap for four races would be 104 points. I think it's 85 at the moment. So yeah. leaving leaving uh, Turkey, obviously you'd only need the gap to be 78 points. So, so it's a seven-point deficit, basically. If Hamilton wins the race... If, if, sorry, if Bottas wins the race and Hamilton finishes second... It's doesn't it doesn't really matter. Even if Bottas gets fastest lap, Hamilton will then only need one point from the remaining three races to be champion. Or if Bottas wins the race, Hamilton gets the fastest lap. It's over. It is, yeah, yeah. Anyone else gets the fastest lap, yeah, yeah. That is more or less done. I think we'll be uh, we'll be celebrating a new world champion in two weeks' time. A new world champion well, or the same one? The same, the same. <laughs> we'll be celebrating a world championship. The twenty twenty world champion. I just, yeah, I just I just got to document that you know all as as fans of the sport, which is what we all are. Let's be honest, listeners and podcasters alike. We we are genuinely watching history like unfold in the sport. Like this is like all these records that he's breaking, that Lewis Hamilton is breaking, Mercedes are breaking. Uh, it, 
okay, it might be 20 years till we see them getting broken again, but it might not be. We're always talking about when, when Schumacher and Ferrari broke these records that we're thinking, well, I'll never see these broken again. And yet here we are, and they're being broken. So, yeah, it's, you know, you know it's, it's amazing to watch. It's it's still it amazed me a little bit when when Hamilton won the race and you just saw that 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 bar above the pit lane entry, uh, Lewis Hamilton ninety third race win. I was just like, how? How has he won ninety three races? <laughs> By being the best driver in the best car at the time. Yes, yeah, he has. You know that's and um, you can't you can't take the talent away from him or any of the teams that he's driven for. No, absolutely. Right. I don't think Lee's going to be rejoining us because he's not reappeared and we've not heard uh, we've not heard from him since the message saying my internet's done one. So, I guess it's Yeah, he's not here. Yeah, um and we've covered all the news as we've gone through the teams, that, haven't we? It really just leaves Rockstars and Wankers for the ah. race for the race review. Uh, I think Wanker, Lance Stroll. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. Yes, I wouldn't, yeah, dis- yeah. wouldn't disagree with that. Um, I'm just going to Discord. Nope. Where people always send a list of rock stars and wankers. Uh, rock star Lewis Hamilton for the perfect strategy. Danny Rick for maximising his opportunity. Kvyat for nailing the safety car restart. Yeah, uh, yes, a yeah. few, few good options. Yeah, uh, wankers. Yeah. Gasly's cooling system. Yeah. Yeah, Verstappen's right rear. Eh, I'd say the bit of debris that caused Verstappen's right rear, rather than the tire itself. The tire was merely a passenger. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that because I was on for a nine pointer in my oh, predictions until Verstappen man. went out. Yeah. Uh, Lance Stroll obviously said that. Yep. Um, Ocon's clutch for handing the victory to Hamilton. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It livened up the race a bit, though. Uh, Alex Albon for getting overtaken by most of the midfield and spinning on his own. Yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said before, very desperate situation now for Alex Albon. Hard to see where he can go other than uh, out of Formula 1 because it doesn't even look like he can drop down to the Alpha Tauri team. Well, no, he's not Pierre Gasly or Yuki Tsunoda, so mm. that is probably what's going to... Uh... Yeah, yeah. What's going to happen? Right, Lee's not coming back, and I've been sent an emergency shunt. Ah. If Lee okay. does rejoin, he can join in with he, the guessing. He can, he can be he can be a shunty rather than a shunter for once. Um, thanks to Todd Clark for sending this. Uh, this only came through yesterday. Uh, Todd Clark in Sydney, Australia. Do we think Todd Clark has cut off Lee's internet because he wanted to get his shunt on? Ah, possibly. Yeah. There's, there's a conspiracy maybe theory. Maybe this is a conspiracy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Started it properly. That's always good to see. I was born. Mm-hmm. Can I get a yay? Yay. Yes. In 1928. Ooh, okay. Uh, in 1928? The, yeah, 1928. Back in the day. So is this someone who is 92? Or something. Or something that is 92, or someone who isn't with us anymore, but would be 92? Right, okay. In the early 1940s, I started a business repairing bicycles, which later progressed to motor vehicle repairs, working in my father's garage until I was 25. Okay. Sounds like a person. It does sound like a person, yeah. Okay. And I served four years in the Royal Army. Oh. And the I will, Royal Army. I will mm. need a guess. I think that I think that's the army. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I do not know. Um 
Would, would Sterling Moss be about 92? I think Sterling Moss was in his late 80s when he died. Yeah. He only died a few so months not ago. Quite. No. Um, somebody of a Jack Brabham, maybe? Would that be a little Jack- bit too old? No, that's about right for uh, I don't know. Brabham was racing in the sixties, wasn't he? Yeah. Early sixties. Uh, so yeah, could he'd be been, could he'd be about been... right for Jack Brabham. Shall we shall we go with that? And... Yeah. Okay. Throw in a Jack Brabham. Yeah. Jack Brabham was your first one. Right. I raced in my first motorsport event at the nineteen fifty five West African Rally. Oh. Right, okay. Okay, know it well. <laughs> it's probably held in South America these days. Possible. Um, I was given my break into F1 by Bernie Eccleston during Bernie's time as owner of the Brabham team, although I never drove for them. Okay, probably not the Brabham then. <laughs> probably probably not Jack no. Brabham, no. <laughs> um, so somebody who uh, went into Brabham, so... Uh, somebody who would be 92. Yeah. What? Yeah. So this is going to be someone who was maybe a little bit older when they came to F1 then, if it was Bernie in charge you of may, I'm thinking not a driver. Cole could be, yeah, that's a good point. You've got, thinking an- like a- You've got another clue before your next guess. We're, we're having some thoughts, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Should we go for the next one? Okay, next clue. My first, uh-huh. my first F1 event was the 1978 Swedish Grand Prix. My inclusion in the event was seen as, as highly controversial and was met with much hostility. Okay, so something that was 50. I'm possibly leaning away from person by that phrasing. Although the repairing of bicycles in with dad, or I don't know. I'm very confused. Yeah, I am. Um... So the 78 Swedish Grand Prix. That, that, that would make them 50. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Which would be controversial, I suspect. Yeah, if they were a driver. I don't think we're looking at a driver. I think we're probably looking at a thing or or somebody like a race engineer or, you know, mechanic or something who then worked their way up through Formula One to do other things. Oh, wait a second. When did Murray Walker start commentating on Formula One? Murray Walker is 97. I right, believe. okay, so older than this older, older, yeah, Murray, there's, this guy's a lot younger than Murray. <laughs> there's not many people you can say that about. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, strange one. Do you want to skip this guess? Um. Yeah, I think so. The, the 1978 on a, on a Brabham, that would be around about the time of the fan car, wouldn't it, roughly? Ooh, interesting. But... I don't see how that's got anything to do with fixing bicycles in your dad's garage. 50-year-old bike repairer is a fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a name, though. Should we... No, I don't. Should we I just don't either. skip and... Yeah, let's skip the... Mm. Okay. Uh, Clue number seven. I suffered burns following an incident which claimed the life of Riccardo Poletti at the Canadian Grand Prix in 1982. So probably a person. What? (laughs) 
So who who? So we're assuming in in eighty two. Did you say nineteen eighty two? Yes, nineteen eighty two. So not a driver. Um, so who else could be burnt? It would be someone. It would be like a marshal, or it would be someone in the pit crew. A car, or a car. But a car can't repair bicycles in your dad's garage. Not unless you're doing it in a very strange way. It's not Lightning McQueen again, by the way. Please don't <laughs> send that one in anymore. <laughs> Wait, it's not fucking Herbie, is it? Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Well-known bicycle repairist, Herbie. Next clue. Yeah. Yes. Okay. My period of involvement in F1 spanned 26 years. So their first one was 1978. So they went through to 2004. What? Um. So in 2004, this entity would have been... This is fucking stretching my bloody maths now. Seven seventy six. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Which is about the right time for somebody you would expect to retire. I, yeah, it's going to be some sort of like, it's going to be like a team founder or. Wait, hang on. Is it would it be someone like Rory Byrne? Is he that old? Did Rory Byrne get burned? I don't know. Rory Byrne was responsible for designing uh, the Benettons that Schumacher won championships in and then he was part of the dream team that moved with Ross Braun to Ferrari and he was old then. Ah. So I don't know if he was like... Yeah, man, would he be 92 now? That's crazy. I think it might be Rory Byrne. Okay. We have two more clues and a spaffer. Okay, this is this is okay. helpful. Okay. In 2002, I received an OBE and later received the FIA Academy Gold Medal for Motorsport, amongst many other decorations. Right. That doesn't really help. No. I don't know. I don't know about these awards. I know Adrian Newey has got an OBE, but he's nowhere near that old. Some of his cars are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, clue number ten. Yes, I have published several. Yes, I have published several F one themed books, including Beyond the Limit, Life at the Limit, Triumph and Tragedy in Formula One. These all ring a bell. But I don't know who they are. M- Morris Hamilton. Oh, 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 would it be um, Sid Watkins? Oh, you know what? It could well be Sid Watkins. Because he would have been burned yeah. if someone was burned in a crash because he'd have been in there. Correct, yeah. He reti- he, yeah, yes. he, re- he stopped doing F1 but carried on doing doctoring for a little while yeah. into, the, into the late noughties because he treated um, Manx cyclist Johnny Ballis when he had a moped crash in sort of... 2008, 2009-ish. Correct, yeah. So 2004 would be about the right kind of time. I think you might have got that there, Sean, with Sid Watkins. Are you guessing or do you want the spaffer? It's up to you, Sean. I'm semi, like, I'm, yeah, I don't don't know how confident or not I am. Shall we we take a spaffer? 
for a half point, I think is worth it. Yeah, I think we'll go for the half. Okay, yes, Baffer. I am credited with vast contributions to F1 safety, including helping to save the lives of many drivers, including Gerhard Berger, Martin Donnelly, Eric Kermas, Rubens Barrichello, Carl Wendlinger, and Mika Hakkinen. I think we've got it. Yeah, I think you, well, I think you got it. I think it's <laughs> Sid Watkins, yeah. Yes, you, I think you we'll go ask, for it. You're going to ask the question? Are you Professor Sid Watkins? I am Professor Sid Watkins. Yay. Yay. Very good, Sean. Well done. That, that nice was dredged from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, to, uh, thanks to Todd Clark from uh, Sydney, Australia for sending that one through. If you want to send a total shunt in, normally you would send it to Lee so you can send it in a direct message on Twitter or on Instagram to at a total shunt. Or if you want to send an emergency one through to me in case Lee's internet goes down or he gets beamed up by UFOs or something like has probably happened We can't tonight. guarantee that's not what's gone on. That is true. Uh, maybe a UFO's beamed his internet up. <laughs> um, Very it- strange that we were talking conspiracy theories <laughs> and Lee hasn't come back. That- is it strange or is there a reason? Is that what he wants us to think? <laughs> Um, you can email it to... Occam's Razor, do your best. <laughs> you can email it to threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com. Um, you can also get hold of us um, at threelegsfourwheels on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And individually on Twitter we are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. And at Pablo100. Um, if you want to hear the other show that we do every week, the Patreon show, which is not really F1 related and includes... Now apparently includes um, acoustic cover versions done by various members of the team. Chris is about to record one, and I'm getting one picked for me for the future. And I'm already beginning <laughs> already beginning to regret suggesting that. Um, if you go to patreoncom slash 3 legs 4 wheels you don't get to hear them unless you're a Patreon. Yeah, you don't you don't get you don't even get to hear what they are unless you're a Patreon. Yeah. Can, can, so can we there. can we say who yours is by at least? You can say who the original artist is, I suppose. Yeah. So Chris will be recording a Britney Spears song. And I will be doing something that has yet to be decided. But <laughs> go to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels. You can donate anything from $1 a month upwards. And uh, all the money goes to keeping the show together, uh, buying the cables. I've just bought some new ones, by the way. Buying the microphones. And importantly, buying the podcasting biscuits, because you cannot podcast without biscuits. This is very true. Fox's Viennese, uh, Viennese, Viennese fingers, fingers this tonight, week for us. As what used to be advertised on uh, the side of Jordan King's car in F2, if I remember oh. rightly. Um, right, we'll be back next week. We'll be previewing the... No, there ret- is that. <laughs> we'll be previewing the return of the Turkish Grand Prix and any other news that pops up during the week. Um, hit us up on the socials. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Oh, no, that's YouTube. We're not doing that at the minute, are we? And uh, if you want to join us on Discord, the link's on the website, threelegsfourwheels.com. Yeah, there's always chat going on, variety of games, and no. um, RI Racing season, which continues unabated. And I've even scored points now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy and I'm not quitting. Um, right, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. There may yes. be four of us, there may be five of us. Oh, God, uh, who bloody knows at the minute? And uh, whatever you do, stay safe. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.